What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Welcome to Wednesday's episode. So uh, Monday and Tuesday, we go over our topics. So Monday's uh, episode dealt with a USB um, explosive. So uh, about five of these things were mailed out, causing damage to uh, hands and faces. Uh, when they blew up. So definitely tune in for that one. Uh, Tuesday, we discussed the creation of a seventh military branch, the, uh, the cyber branch, potentially, uh, and just our thoughts about that. The two crusty retired <laughs> Air Force members <laughs> and how we feel about that. So definitely tune in for that. Uh, and then today, our discussion uh, of us around an article that I found from um, TechCrunch uh, entitled Natives Rising wins backing to help Native Americans into tech and startups. So uh, as we discuss, uh, the, the purpose of the show, right, is to um, uh, kind of showcase and highlight people of color who are uh, either in cybersecurity or trying to break into cybersecurity. Specifically, this show uh, tries to bring in people who um, are already in those C-suite and senior level positions um, to kind of uh, show how they got there, the career progression and challenges and hurdles and things of that nature, because we make up such a small portion of cyber, about 8%. Um, and then women uh, make up even a smaller percentage of, of, of cybersecurity based upon population, right? Because there's uh, over half of the population are, are women, uh, but a very small amount of them are in cybersecurity, I think like 16% or something like that. So bigger than overall um, uh, Black population in cybersecurity, but still very um, uh, disproportionate to cyber in general, right? Most of cyber is one um, uh type of person right white male make, makes up a, a good um uh 67 or 72 or something like that it's like it's a very high high number of uh uh people in the field especially in in senior uh in c-suite positions so this article uh to go back to it was written by mike butcher uh, it says according to the national center for education statistics black latina and native american women represent approximately 16 percent of the total u.s population but make up only 4% of students obtaining bachelor's degrees in computing. On this trend, women of color receiving computer degrees will not double until 2052, which is uh, pretty far away still, by which time they would be an even smaller proportion of all graduates. And out of the data emerges the fact that Native American women are least likely to benefit from the wealth and opportunity of tech industry and those obtaining computer degrees only 0.1% of them are Native uh, women. So very, very small percentage. And this article um, kind of breaks some of that down and just opportunities, hopefully in the future, to uh, to grow that population. So we've talked about in the past how you have your Apples, Microsofts, your Googles, Bell South, like building pipelines um, in Black communities, specifically uh, near or around HBCUs. H, uh, uh, um, to kind of draw that talent in. Uh, again, we've we talked about it um, a couple weeks ago where it's a, it's a matter of access, right? Like not only um, are, are these opportunities not necessarily in our communities, but also uh, once we are in the pipeline, there are people who look like us, who represent us in those senior positions that will allow us to have that bridge to access, right? We're not asking for a handout, we're asking for a hand up. And this article specifically goes into how uh, the uh, native female population is even smaller of a population, uh, which are not going to uh, necessarily benefit from 
this big tech boom uh, in, uh, in IT and cybersecurity until 2052 at the earliest, uh, by which there'll be even smaller population potentially within a bigger pool of people who are vying for these jobs. So how you feel about this, Shannon? So I got, I got a couple, I got a couple of views on this, right? So like, I would be curious to know um, of these women, right? So let's just say high school graduates, right? Um, and I know this isn't the case, and I don't want this to come off to sound how it may sound, but like, are they getting, are they getting learning from, um, from schools that are not on reservations? Are they getting learning from schools on reservations, which is a way smaller percentage, right? Like, are we talking about women that are just graduating out of Oklahoma, Nebraska, you know, places where federal land is? that has schools that are severely underfunded, right? Like they don't, they don't get a lot of money for their, their education when it comes to those reservations and where they're learning. Now, here's the thing. I know that's not the only place where they're graduating from, but is that one of those things where uh, even in the article, they talk about um, access to wealth and things of that, that nature, right? So maybe they're not getting the opportunities, you know what I mean? Because I know there are scholarships and things like that for Native Americans, but at what percentage is that, right? So like that access, um, like we talk about how we talk about how how small it is um, for different scholarships and things like that for for uh, for people that are black right of color. So when it comes to Native Americans, this is even smaller percentage, right? But they are an even smaller percentage of the population, right? So for the so, so for the government to think about it, they're like, well, there's only this many, you know, that can benefit from it. What why would we do that? Okay, um, or why would we put the time into that? Right? You, you got to make noise for it, right? If you're you know, 0.1% of the population or whatever that is, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be right. that wheel, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have, maybe they do have, you know, an equivalent to, you know, NAACP or something like that. And I'm just not aware. Right, of which it. I believe they do. Like, uh, I, I I can't remember off the top of my head, right? Um, but I believe there is like a, a league or uh, something of that nature that, that does represent the, the, the population. Um, but I, I think a lot tribes. of like I know they have different ones for different tribes, but I'm talking about right. like NAACP, like it, it is black people as a whole, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, is there one or is it, you know, the Cherokee tribe has their own that does this, you know, Chippewa does this, or you, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. I, this this brings up an interesting point, like, uh, with our, our level of uh, of knowledge of it, right? Like, I definitely would like to have somebody come on the show that actually has this experience or his knowledge to, to uh, discuss it. I, I just uh, timing as well as I, I literally didn't know anybody who uh, could come in um, to to discuss it but um, and uh, kind of my 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 issue with because um, I'm, I'm sure there, there's scholarships and there's there's opportunities and what have you but it's the pipeline to get to it right like you can't just say like we have a bunch of college scholarships for you <laughs> I don't know why anybody's not taking it right as opposed to saying like we built a pipeline to get you to there to get you the, the scholarship right like there's tons of scholarships out there, but they go on like just in general, right? When it comes to different uh, ethnicities, but when it comes to obtaining them, like did you build them a, a grade school, middle school, high school pipeline that will then get them into college uh, to have the grades, to have the knowledge, to then utilize uh, said scholarship? Um, it, it's it's all about building those bridges, and I think this might be the case as well, right? Like where there is funding and opportunities, but. Have you given them the ability to get to that funding and opportunity to then capitalize on it? And uh, I, I would argue to say no, probably not, uh, because it's such like you said, it's a smaller population. Um, so are they being targeted and in, in to uh, grow and to to uh, gain these things? I, I think not. But again, I can't speak from experience.
So I, you, you bring up a good point in that. Yes. And, and I think that's why Melinda Gates, like, went and did all of this right like so started this up so like um they talk about the representation that's here for reboot um that's that's um like trying to get in on this and they have big names like when you look at the names that are that are um contributing to this you got comcast nbc universal norton walmart intel microsoft riot games even right like verizon qualcomm f5 dell like they have so many partners um that have gotten in on this you know what i mean adobe uh salesforce uh like amazon like they have so many um that are in here on this that like these are major companies you know what i mean and and again so like it could help it could be one of those things where it's like oh melinda gates foundation yeah we're on board right like we know we know there's money there you know what i'm saying like this this will this will happen it'll get some good exposure that could be you know why they're getting in on it but like it, it put the money where the mouth is, is my thing, right? Like try to try to develop those avenues. Like you were talking about before where the different pipelines are there, you know, where you have uh, Microsoft and Google, you know, standing up centers in, I think it was Atlanta or wherever it was. We did a story on that. Right. Uh, Georgia, there. Georgia and yeah. Alabama, I think was the other one. I think. It yes. Was yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that is what is needed, right? So, um, but to my second point, right? Not, not, not to belay this, but like, I wonder also, so, when it comes to there being such a small, such a small uh, 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 population, of, you know, Native American, Black, and Latina get into the field, is it one of those things that because they're women, um, they end up going into fields that are um, generally stereotyped to be for women, right? Are they trying to be more of a nurse, of a teacher, you know, things of that nature? Do they think these opportunities? are not available to them. So like, do they hear that it's a good old, good old boys club? And they're like, well, you know, I have no problem getting in to be a teacher. I have no problem getting in to be a nurse and they just don't try. Right. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that to, to victim blame and say that um, that is the case, but there are some times where people are just like, man, I know this is going to be hard. And I know this will be a way for me to progress with my life. Right. Like you can make a good living being a nurse, you know what I mean? So like, is that something that they're, they're going to be doing because it's the easier path, you know, and how do we, how do we make that how do we get rid of that stigma, right? Like where it's, you know, um, where it's a majority white and male, you know, profession. Like how do we how do we advertise that? Like how does that get done? I don't have the answer for that, right? I ask that rhetorically, you know what I'm saying? But um, right, right. No, that's true. And and I and we we talked about it, I think like three or four weeks ago, how kind of like DNI was being shed, DE and I was being shed because of the the layoffs and what have you. But there are some companies that still are um, focused on it. Like, um, I had a, um, opportunity to meet with members from, uh, Booz Allen Hamilton, and they have a very strong, um, DE&I program where they, they have a podcast as well as a magazine and they have different groups. So you have the, the women group, the, uh, the black group, uh, Hispanic, so on and so forth, right? Like, uh, people who have, um, um, uh, neuro, neurodiverse or, um, um, I can't remember the name of it is, but people who have challenges, um, they they have their their representation as well. Um, so they they still exist, but it's like really big corporations that are doing this um, and doing it well. So uh, in this article, it talks about uh, Natives Rising. It's a nonprofit organization with Indigenous community members spanning more than 100 tribes, right? So if you want to be an ally or you want to learn more about this um, this um, organization and how it helps. Uh, Native Americans, specifically in this case, Native American women get into tech. Definitely do some some research. I'll put a link into the article and what have you. 
um, and see how you can help and use your voice. Like you, you said, Melinda Gates may just be that catalyst in this case that brought in all these other companies. Like that, like everybody doesn't have that type of money. That I, I <laughs> everyone is not one of the richest people in the world. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you have a voice where you can. Uh, you're a hiring manager or you are a recruiter or you are, you know, someone who has influence on hiring process or, or uh, recruiting process or bringing people in or just educating uh, about these opportunities. Like you said, like maybe because of the stigma, they're not necessarily um, heading towards this, um, this uh, particular opportunity because there's other opportunities that pay well, but easier, right? Not when it gets the current in this case, where there is a heavy current <laughs> in, in cyber, because um, there's such um, uh, a disproportionate amount of people uh, in cyber who, who look and uh, uh, come from uh, similar communities, right? Like we say, access, pipelines, like um, they, they bring people in who uh, they know, right? Like they have a background for Silicon Valley or Ivy League this or Ivy League that, right? And there's only certain people who attend those types of schools and those opportunities. So they bring in people who, again, it's just self-replicating, uh, uh, self, self um, <laughs> so to speak. So if you want to, um, you know, change that and you have the ability, you have the voice of influence, then definitely check out this organization to see what you can do to, to, to help out. But I thought it was a really good article and it brought something to my attention because I, I did not know the population was that that small. And 2052 is a minute from now, right? So <laughs> what will change by 2052 with especially like look at chat GPT, like AI is through the roof. Like, is that going to cause, is that going to disrupt the market where we have less opportunities because now bots are <laughs> you know, doing the majority of our work? Uh, especially in entry-level positions and things of that nature. So like the landscape can change a lot by 2052 is what I'm saying. And that could be either a, uh, an opportunity or it could be a, a another hindrance, a roadblock. So, um, but no, I thought it was a good, good discussion. Uh, again, in the future, I'd like to have some money on um, with more of the practical experience, more of the um, the intersection, intersexuality, is that one where like a, a native woman, like, uh, like I'm a black male, like, you know, uh, the intersections. There, so. meets, meets that demographic, right? Yeah. Right. Right. To, to have this discussion instead of two, two handsome bearded men <laughs> discussing, um, uh, women in cybersecurity, but definitely continue to, to check us out. <laughs>